Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. <laughs> and one of the defining moments of every Monday consistently is Movies, Movies, Movies with Jen and Andre. Hello. Oh, what a beautiful brag. Hello, Bridie. In this beautiful farewell episode of... Yeah, it's been a real it's been a real journey with you both and you've really helped to shape the show as it is and you've actually become quite um quite quite names for yourself independent of mornings. When they did the recent volunteer intake, one of the most frequented answers for what's your favorite show on FBI 94.5 was movies movies movies. So thank you so much for bringing that huge fan base to mornings. <laughs> thank you for putting up with us. Oh, it's my it's pleasure. So- it's my pleasure. Let's make a How movie. Feeling, Let's Bryce? make a movie now you have more time. I'm into How that. How are you feeling, Bridie? Yeah, I'm good. We've got a little bit of pink um, pink champagne here or rosé. <gasps> oh, because we're reviewing Marie Antoinette. That's why you have it. Yeah, it seems it seems on, on point with that. And I actually watched the trailer for Marie Antoinette last night and remembered going to see that as a, a teenager and really loving it. And you're always referencing it, Andre, like always. So... I'm, That's right. I'm That's glad right. it's finally getting the two reviews treatment that it deserves today. Only in this beautiful send-off episode. Let's do movie news. Let's hit it. Movie news. I'm going to miss that sting so much. Before we get to two reviews of movies, 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 we like to check in with the film lords Jen and Andre and find out what's happening in the world of cinema. What have you got for us this week? Well, everyone's bored gay uncle, Pedro Amadova, who made Pain and Gloria for last year with Chad Rosalia and Penelope Cruz in it, has expressed his lack of horniness during quarantine. Mm. So he's made a list of classic films to kickstart your libido. And Andre and I, I don't think we've seen any of them. Andre, have you seen any of them? I think I wrote them down somewhere. We have um, a Louis Mao film. We've got La Notte. We've got, there's a Fellini film in there that's like a little bit esoteric. He's been calling all his friends, finding out whether any of them have got anything to rub their clits the right way. But <laughs> everyone's feeling a little bit down and out in Spain, which um, not I mean, it's not sexy. Can it's really no. ironic because we were just saying when the when COVID first happened, Pedro's films, his oeuvre, were the most enjoyable films to watch in lockdown. We were talking about The Skin I Live In, uh, Six Feet Under My Women Heel, Volver, Flower of My Secret, all those iconic films. So I'm surprised that Pedro isn't even naming his own films to watch in his list of must-watches. But let's go to a filmmaker who's bitching just what I want to hear on a Monday morning. Mm. And said filmmaker is David Lynch. He has claimed he is 100% not interested in the Dune remake. Now, backstory, Dune is a science fiction novel that David Lynch turned into a feature film in the early 80s, and it bombed. It was a huge-scale production. It had Carl McLaughlin, who plays the mayor of Portland in Portlandia, and it was this huge-scale production, and it tanked. People hated it, made no money, and they're remaking it, supposedly coming out this year, but who knows, it's quarantine, with Timothy Chalamet. And David Lynch has just declared, I am not interested, 100% not interested, because he was so ashamed and embarrassed by his own version of Dune. He strikes me as the kind of guy that doesn't get embarrassed about his films that bomb. Oh, I mean, 100%. And part of me kind of feels like... 
it's way more of an art move for you to embrace the bomb instead of trying to deflect it. You know what I mean? I'm a bit like David Lynch, like you need to own your criticism. And Denis Villeneuve makes films that look like hotel lobbies. Like he's just a glorified genre maker. He has no artistic integrity. And I don't blame David Lynch for not being interested in Timothy Chalamet and Zoe Kravitz waltzing around. Actually, who else? Stick with, <laughs> stick with us though, because we're going to be talking about a very famous hotel lobby filmmaker down the track, Sofia Coppola. But before we do, Jen, let's talk about Oscar Nom, Stanley Tucci, and what's happened to him. Stanley Tucci has just been on the zeitgeist this week. Everyone's talking about him. Maybe he is kind of like the sex object of COVID. If you're going to get horny, maybe watch The Hunger Games. But Stanley Tucci, who worked at Runway and Devil Wears Prada and was in Lovely Bones as the evil serial killer, um, made a Negroni on Instagram and it went viral. Andre, have you got the clip? (laughs) I have it right here. So everybody, you got to shake it in the cocktail glass. No ice. With these chunky Italian arms. With these Giuseppe glasses. And then you pour it into the cup. And then boom. Corona Highness. Thanks for that. I had a coffee, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for that live uh, live grab. We've got some love coming in for Movies, Movies, Movies on the text line. And i got to say, it really is you both, you two both, that have, have gotten me into watching moves, movies, like properly watching movies and loving going out to the cinema. I remember when I first met you and you, and I think you'd just been to America and you're like, oh, going out to the cinema is the new night clubbing. And I was like, well, I want to be on that train. And I, I immediately took your advice and, and jumped straight on it and am spending way too much on uh, on cinema tickets now. Well, not now, but you know what I mean, in the past, however long we've be been doing Be careful what you show. wish for, hey. Mm. <laughs> now, uh, now there's no nightclubs and uh, I regret saying that back in two years ago when <laughs> we first started the show. Now there's no nightclubs or cinemas. I don't think anyone... No. <laughs> But you know what no one regrets? No one regrets missing Ford versus Ferrari. That movie looked like trash. Oh, wait, no, I did see it. I just forgot about it. (laughs) All right, we're going to get to two reviews in just a second. Let's go to a song here that is featured in one of the films we're reviewing today, Mary Antoinette. This one's for you, Andre. On Movies, 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 this is Bow Wow Wow with I Want Candy, FBI 94.5. Woo!
Bow Wow Wow with I Want Candy. Got somebody texting in, me and my sister just text each other. My, I love, I, I want candy absolutely slaps and we couldn't agree more with you here on Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings, FBI 94.5. Another text here, Film Lords from Mirko saying, hey, no way, Ford versus Ferrari is a killer movie, almost as good as Goonies. I'll let you reply to that. <laughs> love that. Thank you for texting in. <laughs> What's Goonies? Is that about Fruity Lexia? <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that, drinking pink wine right now in the studio, which I'm sure is illegal in some way. Um, sorry, everyone. Hey, let's get right... And I'm going to be reviewing... Something about pink wine? Wine! That's what I was going to say. No, 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 two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews! Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Sorry, cut you off there. Who's who's going first for two reviews, Andre? I'm going first. I can't tell if you've played the Sting, but honestly, no, no, you let... can play this trailer again and again. Let's hear it again and again. Let's hear it for the first time. You represent the future. All eyes will be on you. She looks like a child. I've heard you make keys as a hobby. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how long she lasts. <laughs> what on earth is going on with that young couple? It's a disaster. This is ridiculous. This, madame, <laughs> is Versailles. The 2006 film Marie Antoinette. Good evening and welcome to... That's right. This film, honestly, makes you just want to go, a couple rebel top gun pilots flying. And by that, I mean, it is completely watchable and effortlessly enjoyable. And it's by Sofia Coppola, who we all know makes films about women and their self-made palaces. Sometimes it's the Park Hyatt lobby. Sometimes it's a bourbon house. Sometimes it's the Chateau Marmont. Now, I know I've just said three French words just there, but stay with me. Marie Antoinette is killer. It is indulgent, it's effortless. And you can tell that the way that she's composed the film proves that every element is considered. And I think that's what people miss when they watch Marie Antoinette. They kind of look past the careful design, the meticulous layout. All of it is just so manicured because it's a film about people who love work. It's about aristocracy and Versailles dwellers who just are obsessed with working for their queen. And Sophia is the king of queens. And that's why I find this film to be the perfect film to watch as a farewell to our own queen, except you are not getting beheaded. Although, if you say that you're <laughs> going to go home and watch Goonies, I may behead you. But Jen, Whatever tell that me is. that you weren't obsessed with this film. <laughs> Whatever that so, is. <laughs> self-made is definitely like loosely, loosely accurate yeah. in this, <laughs> this film. I think Rose Byrne is the most underrated part of Marie Antoinette. And watching it, I think the two movies, the best thing about French movies is that you can fall asleep to them really comfortably. And Marie Antoinette is a great film to have on and draw onto your pillow. Exactly. It's the best French film in English as well. I... Um... I think you're right. That's about not Rose true. Being... That's not true. That's not true. Because I think actually the one that I'm going to review is the best French film. Oh, that, feels that Australian. is true. Okay, well, let's just wrap up uh, Mary Antoinette in a word, if you will. Andre? Oh, 
Macaron. <laughs> macaron or macaron? Jen? M- mil- milky saucer. Oh. Fit for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a little, for Andre's little, little cat oh, with oh, conjunctivitis. Do you mind if I also add as well, I relate to this film so hard because Marie Antoinette's assistant is played by Steve Coogan, so it reminds me of the dynamic between me and Jen. <laughs> That's why you're as always As in your Steve Coogan? <laughs> no, as in your Steve Coogan and I'm Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> unfortunately. And one Steve Coogan. And one Steve Coogan. Anyway, <laughs> let's move along real quick uh, for two reviews here on Mornings Movies, Movies, Movies. Jen, you're going to be hitting us with a, a little bit of a review of uh, Madeline, right? Madeline? Sorry, I'm, Madeline. I, this was a last minute change, but uh, let's take a listen to the trailer. <laughs> in an old house in Paris that was covered with vines. Come on, girls, let's go. Lived 12 little girls in two straight lines. They left the house at half past nine, and the smallest one was... Madeline! It's a mouse! <laughs> Unafraid of mice. The world's most courageous redhead. I think we'll have to take out her appendix. Is coming to the big screen. Oh, Madeline! Right, I um, Madeline. <laughs> Madeline. I um, uh, <laughs> I heard someone say the other day. I haven't like. There's been no live action remake of anything that's ever been good. And since I heard someone say that, I've been trying to think of an example. But we might have found it. Tell us about this one. Yeah, so it's made by Daisy Meyer, who was the director of Party Girl at 95 with Parker Posey, that film about the club kid who has to become a librarian. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But Andre decided to do Marie Antoinette, and I thought, you know what? I know the best French film. It's a series of unfortunate events without any creepiness. It's Madeline. Uh, it's got Frances McDormand before she became, you know, the world's greatest second wave feminist. And it has lots of... It's just what you want isolation to be it's an entire room full of girls having fun eating chicken and then calling themselves vegetarians they've got an evil andre neighbor who comes over and haunts them like they're a devil she's always getting sick and then learning from it i just think it's a great movie to watch and fall asleep to and francis mcdormand gets praised for every common movie she's ever been in but this is some simone de beauvoir shit this is some passing down of uh feminist readings there's a, a woman ambassador in it, Andre, at the end. I just think it's a great movie. I think you should watch it. And um, I love the intros. I love an intro, an animated intro to a live action film. Can I just say, we are reviewing two films by second wave feminists, but we are definitely seventh wave feminists. And we apologize for that discrimination. I find this film a bit triggering considering the scene where she gets appendicitis. This is the film that John started my OCD and my fear of all physical illnesses. It is just so heartbreaking. Now, Jen, I have a question for you. I have not rewatched Madeline in a long time, but is the scene where she says poo-poo to a tiger in the live-action remake? I'm going to say yes, but Okay, it's not. fine. <laughs> it's not? Okay, it's a snub. The most iconic part of Madeline is when she declares to a tiger in a cage, poo-poo. Yes, Bridie? Yes, I was just going to say, what would you give Madeline the live-action remake in a word? Oh, I'd say Goonies. <laughs> I said poo-poo. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies right now in mornings. One of our favourite things to do on a Monday. I'm going to play a banging song for you right now. But uh, I wanted to let you know as well, this isn't the last time you'll be hearing from Jen and Andre, even though it is my last show. 
Don't look so shocked, Andre. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, no, of course not. No, definitely not. No, we're gonna be here literally until the day this earth ends. We are gonna be making post-apocalyptic film reviews. And now we've come to the end of an era, the final mic break for movies, movies, movies with me and Jen and Andre. They will be continuing on though, so don't be too sad. But uh, yeah, I mean, where, where do we start here? Who wants to? Where do we should, start? Should I? Be the same again. I think it maybe the film lord should go first, and then we'll hand over to you, Bride, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. You go for it. Could I, could I just start by saying that it's taken me two and a half years to learn that a mic break isn't when there's music playing, which I have thought for so long. It's the opposite in my mind, of that. Radio, it's the opposite of that, because in my mind, radio is all about talking. But uh, talking, where do we begin with the talking? Bridey, I, I'm going to have to farewell you on air right now. You brought Jen and I into the FBI life and into the film world life. And it's been a beautiful pleasure and beautiful honor being able to deliver film culture, we think, or whatever you want to call it to you every Monday. And I think something that we have learned over the two and a half years that we want to leave you with is that so often, not to go Russian formalist on you, but so often film theorists believe that films live in your memory as opposed to in the physical space because you know images appear and then you only experience them when you look back on them and i kind of feel like that's what you've done with us that you have been in our life for so long and you are imprinted in our memories it's so hardcore and that's a really special thing like a and movie we're gonna like a movie you are our favorite movie and we don't watch normative cinema we are art house pictures but it doesn't matter because every monday we see a star and it's you and I don't think you want to watch normative cinema either. You just played All I Do by Moody Beach, which is I Don't Want to Watch America, even through heart-shaped glasses, which has been, oh. I think, the mantra of the show with Bridie Tanner this whole time. And I just 100%. admire how amazing and consistent you are and how you can talk to absolutely anyone that we bring into the studio and make them feel really comfortable. If you're a film, I think you'd be book smart. Um, yeah, I just I think you're the heart smart. and soul of FBI and you're the you know, Polly girl next door of my dreams. Uh, I think if you were a film, if you were I, a film, you'd be that means... stand in real life. <laughs> oh, that's, that means, that actually means a lot. Andre loved that film so much. I love that film so much. It's about a dad who has four daughters. It's beautiful. Oh, never stop. And actually, funnily enough, the female editor of Dan in Real Life is also the female editor of Marie Antoinette. Always bringing it back that. to Marie Antoinette when we can. <laughs> Um, okay, before I get to my gushing about you film lords, Jen and Andre, I've got a little surprise for you. You ready? Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. It sounds like one of the 30 films that we're screening across the entirety of April. Well, I've written my own, my very first ever film review for Aeroplane Graveyard. Oh, Would you like to hear it? Oh Oh my God, yes. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. All the films. All right. Mind the cliches. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a new offering from Garden Reflexes series, Bins. Enter Aeroplane Graveyard, a short, short film which is about the length of its opening theme. Maybe I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks lately, but it certainly hits some of those notes, especially when Bart says, I put this moment here. 
Does this give you energy? Yes, Bart. Yes, it does. It's streaming now on seventhgallery.org. Go and check out Aeroplane Graveyard right now. That's seventh spelt out in letters. But be quick because they're uploading a new one every night for the month of April. There's only a few left. And each one is up until 6pm each night when a new film pops up for you. That's Aeroplane Graveyard, my very first review. And uh, it's a, you know, they're bringing a film festival right to your stomach. That's when you're lying down on the couch watching a movie on your laptop. Jen and Onch, is there any way, way you can watch these films back? On their IGTV, 7th um, Gallery IGTV on their Instagram is what I mean. But also, we love publicity, but, so you just message but Brady, us, we'll give you what, can you Can you give it to us in a word? In a word? Goonies. <laughs> Let's go with that. Goonies. <laughs> Thank you to the person. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, that's Andre's word. Uh, give me a second. I'll come up with an inner word. But it's I'd... hard to do inner words, isn't it? Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. You got me. You got me. Well, you I should just... do what we do and get a hyphenated word. <laughs> mm. I'll think of one. I'll think of one. Come back to me. I just wanted to say really quickly, though. Thank you for being the shot of energy that movie uh, mornings gets every Monday, ten ten a.m. When you know, you know, you start off with a lot of energy and with a lot of energy. You need that little shot in the arm in the middle to bring up the program to bring up the energy and that's what you both do for me you're like a double shot oat milk cappuccino right when I need it most so okay the zoom meeting's running out of time we better wrap this one up <laughs> <laughs> Friday we're gonna haunt you forever with our film reviews and our film culture you know that when you are on your deathbed trying to flick through something easy to watch like Big Bang Theory we're gonna be shouting at you telling you no put on the Criterion channel <laughs> I would never watch that <laughs> that review was also really, really beautiful, and I wish you had been doing it all along. Please, at any time, if there's any country cinemas clinging to life after this, please FaceTime us the entire way through a movie and just commentate it to us. I love you both so much. Thank you so much for that final Movies, Movies, Movies together. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.